0: Brittany and I are not doctors, dietitians, mental health professionals, experts on endometriosis, or any kind of qualified medical professional. So that means that
1: none of the information we share on this podcast is medical or mental health advice. If you get inspired by something we say, always consult your qualified medical professional first before making any changes. Hey everyone,
0: I'm here before the episode starts to bring you Learning Moments with Amy. Now that I've been podcasting and advocating for a few years, my understanding of endometriosis, as well as the issues that our community faces, well, they've really evolved and progressed over the years. So I've been going through our earliest episodes because I want to make sure that these have accurate information in them. When this episode was recorded, I was still coming into my confidence with accommodating my chronic illness needs. So I noticed that we referred here to the special things that I need, like saying that I have a special diet. And I just want to point out that I no longer use the term special to describe my needs. And instead I use the word specific. So I'll say specific foods or a specific diet. And this is because my access needs for my illness and my disability are not special. They are just needs. And referring to them as special upholds the ableist idea that there is one quote-unquote norm when really we all have access needs that should be respected and accommodated for. So I wanted to point out that further along in our podcast, starting with episode 89 and then spanning several episodes after that, We explore topics related to disability and accommodations in much further depth. So if this is a topic of interest to you, then we really encourage you to check them out. All right, thanks for joining Learning Moments with Amy, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today we want to talk about having the courage to be you and the courage to stay true to what you need, even when other people are making comments or you know maybe you're feeling awkward or feeling stupid and just talk a little bit today about being vulnerable sometimes it's really hard living with an invisible illness because we need we need special things right we need special accommodations or special food or we need to get up and walk around or we'll have pain so that can kind of make us stick out or go against the grain and that feels scary so we're going to talk real
1: life here. Ooh. Getting real. Based on, like, everything (laughs) in this podcast. Based on my real life. I was going to say, like, nothing else is real that we talk about. (laughs) Like, everything we talk about is real.
0: (laughs) So I thought today we'd expand a little bit about, like, having this courage to to be vulnerable and to stay true in what you need to feel your best, which can be really, really hard to do. So many of you have heard of Brene Brown who is a researcher about shame, who writes these really interesting books with all of her research. So recently, I just finished the book, The Gifts of Imperfection. It's all about just, you don't have to be perfect, which I loved because I was like, I'm not perfect. Oh my gosh, that's a gift? Surprise, surprise, wow. not
1: perfect. And the more <laughs> imperfect but you are, the bigger that gift. <laughs> wow, so she, a perfectionist, Took that Made. and tried no. to make it no, into no, no, no. how she could be perfect <laughs> at being imperfect. <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with, folks.
0: <laughs> hmm, now, I'm, now I'm scratching my head. Did I learn anything in that book? Like, <laughs> I think I need the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> Reread. Redo. Okay. I'm embarrassed now. So, but, okay. So I read the book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And it was really interesting because she talks about this concept of ordinary courage. And this isn't the first time that I heard about this, but I think she did a really good job explaining this. And as I was reading the book, it made me think so much about us as people with endometriosis and just
1: about people who suffer a chronic illness in general. Well, when you suffer from a chronic illness, we often need something or some things or multiple things that other people don't need. The supply kit. I mean, the supply. We've mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) but And it can be more than just supplies. It can be as simple as like, okay, your desk chair is really uncomfortable, so you have to stand up and you have to make your desk convertible because you can't sit for so long because it
0: makes puts you
1: you in pain. The standing desk. The weirdo. (laughs) So progressive and modern.
0: (laughs) Now we all have standing desks because we recently switched offices, but I literally was. She was the first, I think. one of the first people at work with a standing desk. And every time so someone walked by, it it was it was so interrupting to my work. It was oh, like, yeah. oh, you're standing? Oh, isn't that tiring? Oh, didn't your feet hurt? Oh, is that like, oh my gosh. It's better people. than my entire
1: insides hurting, but yes. Well, yeah,
0: because th- there were many days when, because I didn't know that my bowels were blocked from endo, and... After I ate, I just, like, if I sat down, the pain was so outrageous, I had to stay standing. Like, standing or laying. But basically, it was, like, no doubled-over movement for me. So, yeah, I stood for survival. But people
1: didn't know that. And Mm -hmm. they were just like, oh, wow, you're so health-conscious. I was like, yes, get off my back. Well, it's just, it was something that you needed to do. You literally needed to stand so you weren't in pain. Like, that's not like, I just prefer it. Like, you literally had to stand or you could not function (laughs) because of your bowels.
0: Oh, and speaking of that, so at the health conference i just went to <laughs> so funny because it's a health conference and they had us in these like folding chairs oh like for... the metal ones yes with oh. no cushion oh god okay <laughs> i'm sorry but first of all red dragon my endo she does not like to sit down no. where there's no padding
1: those um, metal chairs are awful though why do they still exist and because they're cheap and it was a,
0: <laughs> it was a three-day long conference right from eight to five and there's all like pair work and like hands-on work but it's just all done at these little like mini tables right like conference style and so there was no padding and i literally after like like i sat for like half an hour and then i was like my hips oh gosh i bet my sciatic nerve oh gosh,
1: my legs that's how i feel in this box
0: (laughs) (laughs) suck it up Brittany. the podcast sound quality needs you (laughs) i know i know okay (laughs) it was so it was terrible so i ended up standing up right and I felt like such an idiot because when I stood up I was the only one standing we were at these little like tables too and sometimes you'd be like watching the master coach who was this very like well-known coach who was just so like oh I'm in awe of you like I want to be you (laughs) (laughs) you know and then I like stood up and I was like
1: you wanted to be them so bad you stood up so you could be closer she was like I was like,
0: standing applause. I'm like, no, no, no. I wasn't standing for applause. No, no. But, uh, so I'm I, just standing. I'm just standing because these metal chairs they are hurt like me. ripping apart my red dragon.
1: And <laughs> he's activated by metal chairs. I mean, fair. It's like a magnet. <laughs> Pain magnet.
0: So I stood in the back because I didn't want to be in anyone's way. And then when we had to do the group exercises, we're doing pair work. And I'm like, OK, if I'm standing, it's kind of like awkward because we're not. I'm, like, hovering over you. Yeah, right? standing <laughs> over someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hello, look up at me. Strain your neck. It was a... It's an awkward dynamic. <laughs> it was it was pretty awful. And so, you know what I did? Well, we'll so we'll just leave you with that. Let Brittany keep going. <laughs>
1: cliffhanger. <Yeah. laughs> dot, Amy stood in the back of the master Ooh, cliffhanger. Coach, We're going to find out what happens after.
0: Dot, dot, dot. To continue.
1: Well, something else that you did at the conference, which I know you've done in other times, Jeez, other Brittany, things you've attended. We're, gosh, were you stalking me? Um,
0: Brittany knows a lot about what happened to me at the conference. I mean, I think people
1: know at this point that we come as a package deal. <laughs> you also literally tell me everything you do and say. <laughs> also, I woke she- up at 5.30 and then I brushed my teeth <laughs> and... <laughs> I know your full day of everything Like of a, your life. Like a year ago, she hot glued a GoPro to my forehead, but only she could see the video. Yeah, like, so stream. that she didn't have to give me a play-by-play. I could just watch it and like, was like, I just, on. what's
0: happening with Amy? You're going to save the the time. App. I'm just going to watch instead of live you stream, having to tell live me. Live stream, live <laughs>
1: stream. It's more effective that way. But you were telling me, that's how I know, because you told me, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, stalker. <laughs> They were serving ancestral health, like, paleo-based diet, mm-hmm. but you called ahead to bring your own anyway. You made sure that they had a <laughs> fridge for you to store the food and somewhere for you to heat it up. You had to make sure that that was available, and it's not the first time or first place that you've done that. And that's important because if you can't eat, you can't think. Well, yeah, who wants to you're, – you're
0: being there to get all this knowledge, and then yeah. you're, like, having an endo flare,
1: and you're like, I not have useful. to leave. Not useful at all. Well, I remember. What about your wedding? My, my wedding day. <laughs> so my wedding, I had to have a specific menu made for me. And they made me specific things that I could eat on my wedding day. And then and then the rest of the food for the rest of the people. Yeah. Then there was <laughs> other people food, which was also very like me approved. So <laughs> let's be honest. No, the food, the food was really great. But the point is, Brittany, I had to so have many have my special dietary
0: menu. considerations, yeah. had her own special.
1: Special yes, they made my own special food just to deliver to our table. Her
0: own special yes. cake that was gluten free yes, and then a was. regular
1: cake for, for everybody regular else. people. <laughs> <laughs> no, we made the whole cake gluten free and said everyone else can deal. <laughs> that, that's how far I took it. You can it. have a taste yeah, of like, gluten free. See, yeah, it's fantastic. It you doesn't can have taste like cardboard. All of the bread items were gluten free just for me. Oh, so nice. yeah. you could pick as you please. Yes, I did. But even then at my. Um, we did like a reception with my husband's side of the family in a different state and they made food for them. And I had to bring a little Tupperware with a little red lid of my own food. And of oh, course, that red lid. Yeah, gave the red lid. Why, why, <laughs> why do they make them in these conspicuous colors? You try to bring out your Tupperware. It out. <laughs> it's not secret. Oh my gosh. And of course, you know, you get lots of comments and questions are not always malicious, but you get lots of questions and well, I just feel like probing
0: that. curiosity. Yeah. And like some people are malicious, right? But But
1: most of the time not. Most people they're just curious, but because
0: so much attention is being brought to you and My those... face looked like the lid of the Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hi, yeah. I'm Brittany and I'm a Tupperware. I'm a tomato face.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because like you said, it's so much attention and it's it's not purposeful shame, but you feel a little embarrassed and you feel a little ashamed and people have so many questions for you and yeah, I, I remember sitting there at my own like wedding reception, like hot faced, flushed, and like we're coming up, like everyone oh, why please did ignore you get me. That
0: special meal, yeah, like
1: and you know it's like why aren't you eating that? And then it's like how do I explain that? How do I navigate that? Luckily, I'm practiced at this point, but you know it's still I still get embarrassed when I bring my own food to functions, and it's just something that happens.
0: Oh, so you're that quote-unquote weirdo, weirdo, who brings their own special food to events. Weirdo, I know, proud to be, (laughs) but I wasn't
1: always proud to be.
0: when you're young and you're and you stand out and you get made fun of right and you get called you're a weirdo you're a freak yeah that's not fun <laughs> but that's this kind of i think emotion that it elicits in us to do something different because we do have this like innate longing to fit in yeah to belong and to not be different mm-hmm. and because essentially we needed our tribe for security for safety for staying alive out there and in, mm-hmm. in, in these, survival <laughs> yeah yeah now we don't need each other. We're just like, isolation, I'm in my house. <laughs> I'm a troll. i myself, and I have the internet. And if I need something, I call
1: Uber Eats. And like, now you don't need anyone. <laughs> well, you, no, need... you can live all by yourself. You need you need money. My tribe pay. is the internet. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: my... And money to pay for yes. all these services. But,
0: you know, in the past, it's been really important to have this social belonging. But I want you to know that if you bring your lunch, Brittany. Yes. It's okay. If I have to stand up in the back of the room so Red Dragon doesn't mutilate my sciatic nerve,
1: it's okay. Is it okay if I have to take a nap in my car in the middle of the day because I'm exhausted from my period?
0: Are you making fun of me?
1: No, that's like a real question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that okay? This is what I do all the time.
1: She used to take naps in my car all the time because there's heated seats. It's really great for gramps. (laughs) Quick fact about me: When I first moved here,
0: I came from living abroad, and I had volunteered for like a year, and I just had no like I went through all my savings because I was volunteering and I wasn't working. And so when I moved here, I got my job, and I did not have the funds to buy a car. So I lived without a car in America. Oh my gosh! But we don't live in a city, but like we don't live in like New York City. There's no like transportation no. here. But I found a place I was close to work, and so I would walk there and whatever. So when my period came and I needed a place to escape I had no place to go because now when I need like a safe space I go to my car if I need to have a breakdown if I need to take a nap but I didn't have a car and so I remember being at work I didn't know anyone and I was like like my eyes were shutting I was like I need to take a nap and I remember I went up to Brittany who we didn't even know each other then and I was like hi um This is how we start a friendship. (laughs) Uh, This might be kind of awkward, but I was just wondering if I could borrow the keys to your car because I don't have a car and I really need to take a nap. And I think the car would be the best place to take a nap. And I, but I promise I'm not going to like drive away or anything. And Brittany, I mean, luckily Brittany's really nice, but can you imagine someone up to you, like a random coworker who just started and she's like, I need your car keys because I really need to take a nap because I have a very serious illness that makes me really sleepy on my period. And but luckily, Brittany, because she has all her like hormone we're problems, balancing problems. Like, yeah. I get that. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I have heated seats. I was like, oh, <laughs> why is she so nice? She knew that
1: I was the friend for her when I knew that the heated seats were going to sell her. <laughs> why is she so like other person would be like, get away from me? You. And I was like, Turn the heated seats on. Really relax it back. It'll. Oh, it's right on the back She's where like, the cramps I a, are. I have a blanket in the back. You can use yeah. it as a. I was like, yeah, I knew it was going. Have a blanket in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I have napped in my own car as well. <laughs> I thought I was going
0: to have to join Oscar in the garbage can, but
1: <laughs> there's no heated seats or a blanket in the garbage can. Oh my God. Well, it depends there how deeply
0: the food is rotting. It can produce I mean, a little bit of
1: warmth. Okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> I think
0: it's important to point out that when we need these special things, it's not because we're high maintenance.
1: Yeah, it's our dragon who is high maintenance. It's the it's endo. It's the endo. So high maintenance. And we just got to accommodate for it. We can't do anything about it. It just is the way it is. And then we got to deal with its high maintenance-ness.
0: Well, I love what someone said at the health conference because I will mean, I felt just a tiny, I was like fighting feelings of shame. When I brought out my Tupper, which is hilarious because it's a health conference. Like, if anyone is going to get it, it's like those people. (laughs) Those people are going to get why I bring my own food, right? And so I was sitting next to this really nice girl and I brought out my lunch and she was like, Oh my God, your lunch looks amazing. And I said, Oh yeah, thank you. And I just admitted that I was like, I'm feeling like a little stupid because I've like pulled out my lunch and I'm standing up. And she said, no. Do you know what this shows? I was like, what? What is it? What is <laughs> Please it? Please validate me? Tell me. Well, I didn't know where she was going with it. I was yeah. like, oh my God, what does it show? Because most people, now. most people think in their head, it's because you're high maintenance. Like, mm-hmm. it's because you can never be uncomfortable. You're like, I am uncomfortable 24-7. <laughs> yeah,
1: my life is discomfort.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, so. I was bored uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take it
1: from a 10 to a 7, and that's how I survive every day. Yeah, like, <laughs> seriously, people.
0: And she was like, you know, it shows that. You actively take care of yourself. You know what you need, and you bring it. And then she was like,
1: oh, I know. And then she was like. There's great people around when I'm not oh there God. to validate you. <laughs> I almost replaced you in that moment. I was like, Excuse you-? me. Oh, go- sorry. Sorry. Going back. After now. all I've done for you.
0: <laughs> After the way you started our friendship. <laughs> I have my own car, Brittany. I right. bought a car now. It doesn't
1: have heated seats, though, does it? Mm, no, it doesn't. Oh, <laughs>
0: But, well, it's an SUV, so. Whatever. I can put the seats down in the back. and Because I like to go camping, so I bought are, like are a Are we bigger, now like
1: car comparing?
0: <laughs> no, but I don't have to sleep in the seat anymore. I yeah, can put true. my back can make seats like a down bed. and I yeah. can lay
1: in a bed. Yes, that's fair. So I have a, I have a bed. So you don't need me. I'll i leave. basically I'll, bring my bed I'll leave. That's fine. Stay, Brittany. Stay. Okay, that's I thought. <laughs>
0: okay, so I don't remember if I said this already because Brittany, you know, but. So she said, I wish that. Sh- Brittany my turn So she said, I wish that she wished that she would take a little better care of herself. That's what she said. Fine, Brittany talk. <coughs>
1: <clears throat> my turn. Mm, thank you. Well, that's because taking care of yourself isn't easy to do. It takes perception, observation, organization, clearly. And that buzzword of the day, courage. And those are all really positive things. To be able to have all four of those traits, they're really incredible and positive traits. Perception is being aware of what may not be going right and what you can do to accommodate for that. So saying, these chairs are not right for my body, so here's what I can do. I'm perceptive of the fact that that doesn't work for me. The next one, similarly, is observation. So you're able to observe or assess the situation and say, okay, I know that I'm going to this wedding party. It's going to be no food for me. So I'm observant of the fact that I need to accommodate for that. And then organization. I'm able to organize for that. Either cook my own food or bring my own food. Potentially the hardest one to have. Yes, the hardest one. I mean, having organization when you have a chronic illness, I think, is just like you can't survive without it. (laughs) Yeah, I think you can't survive without it. So that's a huge skill because so many people are not organized. And the last one is courage because it takes courage to go to your own wedding party and bring your own food and to go to a conference with hundreds of people and stand up in the back of the room and or, you know, ask a strange coworker to sit in their car. Like those things take courage because you're putting but look yourself where it out there. Us. I know. You're lucky it was that like you destiny asked me. brought us together. <laughs> destiny. Thank you, Destiny, whoever you are.
0: <laughs> well, I love that because I feel like that's what the book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Talked about. It talked about every time that we acknowledge and then bring what we need, even if that makes us quote unquote weird in judgmental people's eyes, by the way. Not if you're not judgmental, then you wouldn't be weird, right? No, it's true. So even when we bring what we need, we're having courage.
1: And the kind of courage we're talking about isn't just reserved for those firefighters running into a burning building. I mean, that's super courageous. It's like hero-level courageous. But that's not the only type of courage that there is. And there's really no courage that's more or less intense than another. Because courage is more than just that hero-level status. Courage is found in really ordinary situations. A good example is something that's really hard for a lot of us is asking for help when we need it. It takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable to somebody and ask them for help. That takes so much courage. For me personally, it's very hard for me to ask somebody for assistance or ask somebody to help me out with a task because it makes me feel like I'm not capable. It's not true that I'm not capable, I just need the help. And it takes a lot of courage to ask for it. Why does it feel so scary
0: to ask for help? Oh my gosh. And I think another example of courage is. Sometimes it's really hard for us to share about what we're going through. And because I know for me, talking about having endo makes me feel really vulnerable. And before Brittany and I became the bestest friends ever. Best buds. Before we could just, you know, go
1: up and be like, I'm bleeding now. Oh, okay. Here is this thing that you need. Already read your mind.
0: But, you know, when we were first, like, navigating the waters of a new friendship, it felt really scary for me. Like, I talked about in the past, the day that I got trapped in the bathroom, then the janitor's closet at work. It was so vulnerable to call Brittany and say that I needed help and to let Brittany see me in a state of, you know, serious pain. Or even other times to just open up to Brittany or or another family member, like, it was really hard to have the two surgeries, like, back to back, Mm -hmm. which because I was only expecting to have one, and I ended up having two because there was a cancer scare. And it's so vulnerable to open up and talk about what we're going through. And there's a time and a place for everything. Like, definitely don't open up to most people because you have to also see who's receptive and who you can open up to. But... If you have that trusted friend or family member or partner, then having the courage to be vulnerable and to just talk about what we're going through when we need support. I think a lot of us, especially me, I've just bottled up so much of what I've been feeling and and shouldered it alone, maybe not even because I had to, but because I was too scared to talk to my loved ones
1: about it. Something that I personally think takes a lot of courage that I'm still learning to be courageous at is learning to say no. And I don't just mean like, no, I don't want to do that. But like really taking stock of a situation or a task or a project or whatever the case is and enabling myself to be okay with saying, no, I'm not able to do that at this time because I am, surprise, surprise, an overachiever. And it's um, very hard for me. That's how I got Brittany on this podcast. Yes, I'm an overachiever. I was like, "Do you no, because she never says no. I was like,
0: do you want to be on this podcast? She was like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I'm Lies. like, wow, does the word yes start with like N-Y? Is this
1: a Russian word? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the whole concept of saying no ties into setting boundaries, which I'm still learning how to do. I find that it takes a lot of courage to say no and also following that to either give or not give a reason why you said no. Sometimes people say, why not? And they demand it. And well, they why? demand like the, a reason. Well, why
0: not? Well, because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But know, that doesn't I go over
1: so down. well. <laughs> but having the courage to say, well, I'm just not able to do that at this time and feeling confident in that. Whew, the amount of courage that that takes me is pretty high or the amount of courage to give a valid reason if it's somebody that I, I want to give that specific reason to also takes courage because it means I'm being open and vulnerable about my current, you know, state in my situation. So setting boundaries and standing up for what you're able to do is really courageous. Well, Brittany, I think you're improving a lot in this. But there have been times when I'm not able to record because of, you know, Mushu, and Amy has this had is to a train good, me. This, oh, my yes. Talk God. about this. This is a very good example of how I can't say no.
0: <laughs> so we record every Thursday. But when someone is getting their drag and getting their period, of course, it's really hard to record. So then we try to like
1: rearrange. Yeah. Rearrange so that we always record so that we're. Reliable. Mm-hmm. Okay, it takes a lot of work to be reliable. Yeah, when you can't sit in the box when you have level nine cramps, so we gotta adjust. <laughs> or when you have raging brain fog, yeah. we've tried recording during that <laughs> oh before, and believe us, not successful. <laughs> no, really bad. Now we
0: just have a little shared calendar, and we just mark our periods are coming mm-hmm. on these days, coming. so so that we know and we can try to rearrange when we record. But yes, there have been times when Brittany's like, "My period's coming tomorrow," and and I'm not feeling too good, and I'm like. Okay, well. What are you telling me? <laughs> so do you want to record another day? De- like, what's what am I interpreting here? And so mm-hmm. I've had to say to Brittany, Brittany, like, what do you think you're going to tell me? Because I cancel, not cancel, I reschedule. We don't yeah, cancel. Because
1: we're allowed to reschedule. For exactly. We've made that allowance for
0: each other. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to kill each other. I mean, the whole point is, it's a podcast about taking care of yourself. And then what we're in here, like, oh, <laughs> I'm dying, but I have to get it out every That's other Wednesday. Point. <laughs> you know, and so I will just be like, Okay, my period's coming this week, so we need to reschedule for whatever, Sunday. And she'll be like, okay, and cool. But then Brittany... Because I can't say no! cannot not do that, even though, first of all, it's me. It's like, what am I going to do? You're going to be like, I have to she's reschedule... She's going to come out with a knife, okay? Thursday to next Monday. And I, I'm going to be like, okay, cool. And she's like, well, it's just then... And I'm like, Brittany, just please just say the words, I want to reschedule the Monday. And she's like, yes.
1: well, I just don't want to be mad. I'm like, why would I be mad at you? Why are you making me feel like I'm not perfect? I'm a Surprise! But it's just I have such trouble with setting the boundary of like allowing myself to say no to things. So you especially know what I told... to somebody who would understand. So you know what I told Brittany? I said if you can't tell me that you need to reschedule,
0: then you know what I'm going to do because this <laughs>
1: this is what you act like. She's I giving am me a consequence.
0: Are <laughs> oh, we gonna are gonna do it? Like if you can't say I want to reschedule, then I'm going to go to your house. And we're going to record, and you're going to sit there in absolute agony and be like, I wish I'd canceled. I until wish I'd you canceled. learn. I wish Good. You wish I'd <laughs> cancel. Yeah. but guess what? You didn't cancel. So mm-hmm. suffer. This is tough love, people. This is tough love. <laughs> and this has never happened. Because no, once I told no. Brittany I was doing that, she was like, okay. Um, she'd write in the chat, we have to reschedule until Monday. <laughs> and then I wrote her, was that that hard? And she's like, yes! it was really hard. I'm like, I genuinely don't <laughs> understand why that was hard. Like,
1: I don't. We all have our different strengths and weaknesses, I Amy. Don't. <laughs> I don't understand. But
0: Brittany telling me that she,
1: I don't even understand.
0: (laughs) But Brittany telling me that she wants to reschedule the podcast.
1: Courage. It took me courage. It took courage. So courage
0: is this, like, especially I feel like when we have an illness, like we've talked about this before, but we feel weak or feel like we're different, we're not fitting in. But really, we're just so, we have to have so much courage. On a daily basis to... Just do normal things. To acknowledge what we need and then to take care of
1: ourselves. That takes courage. You're all so courageous. No. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that's hero-level courage to just be able to do the things you need to do in order to survive because they're not the norm. And thrive. Yeah, that's hero-level courage to me. And I feel like the more we have the courage to do these ordinary things ordinary for us, the more we grow our hero level courage, the more that the confidence and even more courage can grow with us to do those things and to do more things that accommodate for us even better. Well, you know, it was so funny was,
0: as I mentioned, I stood up in the health conference. So after the first day, I mean, even though I was kind of alternating between standing and sitting, like when I got home, my legs were killing me. And then I was tossing and turning all night from the inflammation pain. And I was like, well, this isn't working for me. So the next day at the conference, I had the
1: courage. <laughs> I you did. had more courage. I had
0: more courage. And so then I had this more courage. I was like, OK, standing and sitting, it's not working for me. So a lot of people flew in for the conference, but it happened to be in my city. Which is, why, lucky, very which is lucky, why I went, because I was like, I'm not flying somewhere for three days and being in a hotel. Not because I'm against that, but because it's really hard to travel with endo. And so since I was coming from my home, I thought, well, why not bring things that I can use there? So I brought a yoga mat, not to do yoga, but to sit on if I wanted to sit on the floor and like do some light stretches because there was room in the back. I brought a yoga mat. I brought one of the cushions from my dining table chairs. They just like come off, you know, those like tie on cushions. And so I went and I had more things. I had a better setup. So I was like, oh, great. Now I can sit in the chair because it's like soft. And if I want to stand up, I can. And then if I want to sit in the back and like stretch out my legs and do a couple unintrusive, you know, not bothering, distracting anyone. Like it's very light. You weren't doing like downward dog back there. <laughs> like tree
1: pose. As like, I was talking to
0: my partner. In I was child's like,
1: pose. <laughs> ch- She's like, I really can't hear you. Your voice is kind of muffled. Sorry, the child's pose and me talking into my mat. <laughs>
0: None of that, right? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Just, you know, just like put, doing the butterfly, putting your legs out and stuff. Like very basic things. This is so funny. So the first day, some people were like looking at me. And you always don't know if they're like looking at you with curiosity or just kind of judgmental. Like you don't know what's going on. I will tell you what. I brought the mat. I brought the cushion. I like got all set up. And by about two hours in, other people started standing up in the back. You see, my courage was... It was contagious. It was rubbing off, right? Other people were obviously uncomfortable by those chairs. And I don't know, often like when you see someone do something, it's like,
1: oh, okay, I can do that too, right? Like I'm not the first one. That's because you're a trendsetter. My trendsetter. (laughs) You You break the ice every time. (laughs) Amy has no shame or no lack of courage in breaking the ice when she's got to. I'll give her that. After Amy got her standing desk, which was super important to her, after she was the weirdo, like, I would say, like, half a dozen even more people started either making or getting standing desks. Just took someone to break the ice to do something that other people already wanted to do. But she had to be the trendsetter. Normal, per usual. Uh (laughs) It's not me. It's anything to keep my anything to keep dragon from roaring.
0: My endo pain can get so high level from the stupidest thing, like sitting down for too long, bent over wrong, eating one forkful of the wrong food,
1: (laughs) smelling the wrong food, (laughs) tying my shoe.
0: Literally, I've been sneezing too hard. Oh, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's just I got to a point where I was just like, I don't care that I look like a weirdo. You know, when I look like more of a quote unquote weirdo. Or should I say downright scary?
1: Screaming when I'm when doubled I'm literally over in pain, hunched
0: over, writhing uncontrollably in pain, pooping myself and
1: vomiting. Do you want standing desk, Amy, or that Amy? <laughs> so do you
0: want the Amy who's like in control of her bodily functions, Why or
1: not? <laughs> you pick. Like, you just roll the um, dice. You tell ma'am, me. You
0: cannot stand in the back. Well, you can have that. Or I'll show you what you can... Ha- no, you don't and,
1: want to. Go ahead and stand. Just go ahead and stand, and, ahead and stand in the back, That's what he man. thought. I just don't want you to bother... Any- if you don't want me to bother anybody, you really need me to stand in the back, okay? This is for your benefit as much as mine, you right You just need
0: to trust me here on this one. There's a dragon inside
1: of me. He's rude. He's coiled, ready to pounce. Please, just let him sleep. Did you ever walk by a snake, a cobra?
0: You don't even know what hit you, then he's strangling your yeah, neck. That's what it will be
1: like. That's kind of what it's like, yeah.
0: Well, and we joke about it, but I mean, the the truth is for a lot of us, if we don't get what we need, we have serious consequences. And Brittany's like, oh, you're a trendsetter. Like, I'm so like, woohoo. But this was not the case for so many years. I have lived in so much fear and so much shame for years. Like, I remember when I was first got sick, I was like in college and everyone would be like eating pizza and they'd be like, here, have a pizza, have a slice of pizza. And I didn't want to look like that weirdo who who didn't fit in with the girl. Who turns
1: down pizza?
0: Yeah. And it was like, (laughs) okay. And I would eat the pizza and then I would get so sick and I would have to go back to my dorm and I'd have to leave from hanging out with my friends. Like I couldn't stay and like do movie night. Like I would eat the pizza and then I'd be like, oh guys, I I remember I have to study. And then I'd run off because, really, I was on the verge of pooping myself. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, I, <laughs> Much more tactful. I, I was very, quote-unquote, studious in college. Gosh, she every, studies a lot in the she bathroom. She studies at the weirdest times of the night. Yeah, like, I usually tend, I tend to study
1: after I eat. It's like a It's a weird thing. It's, it's just, just my – it's like Pavlovian, but, like, I eat and I'm like, oh, I have to study. Just triggers <laughs> something real hard. me. I'm like, God, I need to be smarter. And then I just run off. <laughs>
0: I could have really been smarter at that time in my life,
1: but you should have studied while you were pooing your brains out. Come <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> could have been way smarter now. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember one time this is really the clenching for me, but I was at work, and we don't really have to travel for work, but they asked if I would attend this work conference, and traveling makes me sick. and I looked at my calendar and I saw that my period Red dragon was coming during the exact. The conference was Saturday and Sunday. My period has, since I quit, like, dairy and basically cow products, which I love, but it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. No but cheese. Since I quit cheese and steak and yogurt and dairy products, my period, even though it was raging, raging, go-to-the-ER pain, it would come regularly. 28 days. It was amazing. <laughs> I was kind of jealous so of that because mine was like,
1: who, it would, who knows?
0: <laughs> it would come on Saturday, and then it would come four weeks later on Saturday, which is great because I needed Saturday and Sunday and Monday. I would take Monday
1: off and Tuesday and Wednesday, <laughs> but I
0: would need those days so literally I could not move from my bed. It was so, it was horrible. So, um, that was a key factor in me probably not losing my job because since it came on the weekend, I'd have to take so many days off. But I digress. So I saw that my period was to come during the conference, and so guess what I said? Not no. <laughs> guess what I said? They're like, "Can you go to this conference?" And I was like. Sure! Mm, Yes! (laughs) Seriously, who was talking in that moment? Because
1: Red dragon, it wanted to torture you. Yes, make her say yes. (laughs) You must say yes. I want to come in a different state. (laughs) I want to go to Denver. I've never been there. I wonder what it's like to get my... I wonder what it's like to bleed in higher altitude. I I wonder what it's like to fly a mile up.
0: (laughs) Anyways, I said yes, and guess what? Guess what? The week leading up to the conference, I literally could not do anything. I was so panicked. I cried almost every single day because I had so much panic because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I've said, yes, I've committed. I have to go fly Saturday morning and fly in. And then at, in the afternoon, I have to do a presentation in front of like hundreds of people in business clothes, which involve tight pants, which no. involve like work slacks. Okay? Touching the cramps. It's not spandex people. It's not a, just slacks. <laughs> And then I have to, because I can't fly out the same day, I have to stay overnight and then I'm going to leave the next day and I'm going to be on the first day of my period where I'm normally like screaming and on my way to the ER. Like what, 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 just what, what, what? You were
1: out of touch with reality. I was was like,
0: okay, I'm going to take a lot of pain medication and it's not going to get rid of all the pain, but it's going to like take the edge off. I won't be at a 10. I'll be like at an eight and I could probably do an eight and I could do it. I was like losing it. And so did you know, thank you. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. My period on Friday, I was sitting at work and then I just, at like 2 p.m. I got my period and I went to the stall in the bathroom and no one's in the bathroom. And I was so relieved. I burst into these sobbing tears. I fell. This is not an exaggeration. I <laughs> fell. It sounds funny now, but it. can you imagine how Horrific that was for me. Like, but we can laugh. We can laugh. Go ahead. But (laughs) laughing, keeping in mind that this was so horrific. Okay. No one saw, I fell to my knees. Okay. And I was literally thanking, looking up at the sky, like thanking the universe. Like, it's like, thank you so, thank you, thank you so much. Crying, thanking the universe with my hands in the prayer position. (laughs) Because that's how relieved I was. Because I was like, okay at least at least the bad part the first day is horrible the second third and the second third but every day gets like a tiny bit better Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay now i can just self-medicate the whole way through but when i go i will be like 24 hours in it's not like my period's just gonna come and i was so relieved like that shouldn't have happened okay by the way i flew in i threw up on the airplane of course naturally like a lot. Okay. The guy next to me was like, are you okay? I was like, <laughs> this happens on almost every flight. I'm <laughs> fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Threw up on the airplane. Then a coworker who lived in Denver picked me up and I could not put my seatbelt on. And I was like, I'm so sorry. My stomach, is hurting really bad. I can't get on my seat. The whole time was this. I don't even know this girl. Was like a coworker from a remote office. And the whole time the car was beeping. It was like, beep, beep. You got annoying beep because you don't wear your seatbelt. And I was like, I swear, I understand I'm breaking the law. Don't break the law, people. I do not We do not condone not using your seatbelt. Use your seatbelt. But I literally, I was like, if I use my seatbelt, and I wasn't even the slacks that I I showed up in spandex, and then we got to the conference, I was like, I have to change. I was like in a full airplane outfit. (laughs) You normally show up, you're already dressed professionally. I was like, these slacks will go on me when I need them on me. And then they will go off me immediately after the conference. It was such a wreck. The conference went fine. I performed, and then I went to the Airbnb, and then I literally did not get out of the bed for seventeen hours. And the next day, when I went to the airport, I got wheelchair assistance to wheel me to the. <laughs> to, <laughs> I cannot walk. I literally checked in. I was like, "I need wheelchair assistance, please." She was like,
1: "Okay." ma'am. but I got, I got the chair. Going home, <laughs> walking uses my core, and my core is burning.
0: Why didn't I just say no? Because in that moment. I lacked courage to be true to myself. What would the consequences have been if I had said no? I wasn't going to get fired. This Nothing. This is like a work trip that, like, they literally asked a whole bunch of people in the department. You know why they asked me? Because they didn't ask me first. They asked me, like, fourth. Because other people said no. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like, some girl, I guess, said no because she went to, I forget who, some, like, pop singer concert. Right. And so I'm like, dude, I didn't say no, because I was literally going to be you had this like work guilt in like crippling pain. But I said yes, because I didn't want to let anyone down. Well, you know who I let down, Brittany? Yourself. Oh, you're so good. Yourself. I I did. I I like seriously let myself down.
1: Yeah, because if you don't advocate for yourself, no one else is going to. Because they don't know what I went through. No, they don't know what you need. They don't know how horrible and arduous that was for you. They have no idea. They don't know. For them, it was easy. So they have no concept. I think one of the biggest things in learning to have courage is learning to be authentic. And I think that kind of they go hand in hand. And when you have courage, you have the power to be more yourself and to be more authentic and to Give yourself validity for the things that you need. If you're the type of person that needs to stand up in the back of the room so that your hips don't scream at you later, if you're the type of person who needs to dash off to the bathroom because you need to use it, if you're the type of person who has to bring Tupperwares with you everywhere you go, or you're the type of person that has to do anything that just enables you to survive each day, you're being authentically you and thrive. Yes. Survive and thrive. Survive. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Cross just the survive line from first and surviving then survive. Surviving to thriving. Yes. And sometimes those things make us feel uncomfortable. They make us feel embarrassed. They make us feel ashamed. But those things are part of who we are because endo is part of who you are. And that's just one of the many parts of who you are as a person. And so just like you accommodate for the other parts of you, you have to be authentic and be True to this part of you and allow yourself to have the courage to make sure that that part of you is as well taken care of as the rest of your parts.
0: Well, sometimes when I feel the shame rising up inside of me, I tell myself, You are a smart, powerful, incredible woman. So I just tell myself that. Like when I sat in the back on the yoga mat, I really felt like I was like, I am dying of embarrassment right now. It's like, no, no. And I told myself in my head, You're mm-hmm. smart. You're powerful. You're incredible. Like, it doesn't matter. You're in the back on a yoga mat. It doesn't matter because you're smart and you're powerful and you're incredible. By powerful, I mean like empowered. Like, I'm not like powerful, <laughs> <I'm> pumping iron. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I'm not weak. You know, I'm not like being going to be bulldozed. Like I'm a powerful woman. Like if Oprah walked in the room and Oprah was like, I have to sit on the back in a yoga mat. You'd be like, okay, Oprah. Nobody would second guess that. Yeah. So (laughs) I want to have presence. You know, I want to, I want to be a powerful woman. And so.
1: And there's no shame in needing what you need. And there's no, absolutely no reason to apologize for needing what you need and doing what you need to do. No shame. When the embarrassment rises up, squish it down. No shame. Pretend you're Oprah in the back of the room. I like that. (laughs) Think to yourself about
0: some traits that you have that make you uniquely you and remind yourself of these traits. And then go out there and go be yourself. Because guess what? When you're yourself and you're authentic, people are going to like you for who you really are. Like all the people in my life. They like me even though I go to the bathroom all the time. They don't care. It's not important to them. So I don't need to be someone different and be someone fake and then attract people who like the fake me when I'm really a different me. So just go out there and be you and bring what you need and do what you need to do. And the people who like and respect you, like, they will come. Those can be your real friends. And then you can build these real, authentic relationships based on the real you that's how i found Brittany. if i'd never asked for the keys to her car
1: (laughs) if she'd never just worn her weird on her sleeve i don't know that we would have been such fast friends i also wear my weird on my sleeve so (laughs) but that's true is that you'll find those bonds and and you'll find that belonging because there are other people like us i mean we're all here engaging and having the same conversations and talking to each other and listening to each other and you'll find people that respect you for exactly who you are and love you for exactly who you are because it's important that you love yourself exactly how you are and you shouldn't feel shame for being yourself and you'll attract people who also aren't embarrassed to be with you or who also love and respect exactly what you have to do because maybe they have to do that as well So there's no use in hiding any parts of yourself, even if the part is really hard to deal with.
0: It's not easy to be ourselves. In this world where we are told, thanks media, mostly through advertising. Yeah, thanks media. What it means to be pretty, what it means to be smart, what it means, like what is meaningful, what is supposed to be meaningful in our lives. What's important. Culture tells us what's weird and what's normal. But being ourselves is liberating. And I just feel like embracing, like having the courage to be you, having the courage to be authentic and to just be you. It's just
1: so liberating, like no more bending to the needs of others and what others say you're supposed to do. You just can freely, 100 percent be you.
0: So we hope that this podcast
1: has inspired you to be you. That's all we want. We just want to engage with you, real you. The real you. you can, there is This is a safe space where there is all real you all the time on this <laughs> podcast.
0: There's certainly <laughs> real Amy and Brittany. That's yes. us. <laughs> Courage builds up over time. And things that were really scary in the beginning become less scary. You grow more of this amazing, quote unquote, ordinary courage. And if I learned anything from all this and from having endo the greatest teacher of all (laughs) fair (laughs) but it's that being authentic and having the courage to just be who you are will bring you so many more things in life than hiding or than being a person that you're not because it's really hard in the end to to not be your true you So thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We loved being here with you today. And we will talk to you next time.